0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 911, where's your emergency?
1: Where's your emergency? It's typically the first question 911 operators ask, but someone going through a crisis might not be able to give first responders all the information they need. It's also surprisingly hard to use existing technology to figure out the exact location of a 911 call. So now, the federal government, wireless carriers, and big tech companies are all working together to make 911 better. But As with many things involving tech companies, their move to collect personal data is raising some privacy concerns. Recode's Rebecca Hiawile has written about the future of 911. She joins us now to tell us about the pros and cons.
0: This has been an ongoing process. Part of the transition here is moving 911 from a system that was built to respond to landline calls to cell phone calls. But now we have companies like Apple and Google and T-Mobile and AT&T all sort of saying, we're gonna update our tech so that we can make 911 calls, which are not really the most high-tech calls that are being made um, more efficient. and. A better able to share more information about an emergency that might be unfolding. At the same time, this also has to do with the FCC, which you know oversees these companies and is saying it's important for these companies to meet certain standards about the quality of nine one one calls and the quality of the tech that's actually being used when they're being made. So it's part of a very, very broad uh, transition throughout the country.
1: We've had cell phones for a long time, and we've had smartphones for well over a decade, but it sounds like it's a pretty complicated process. What's the latest?
0: AT&T announced that by the end of this month, it's going to be transitioning its technology so that when you're using a phone that uses AT&T to call 911, that call will use the location Data that your phone creates to make sure that that call goes to the right 911 operator. Right now, one of the big challenges with cell phone calls to 911 is that they'll often just go to just a nearby cell tower. um, And that uh, doesn't necessarily mean that that cell tower is going to be connected to the right jurisdiction, the right 911 operator for that particular call. This wasn't a problem with landlines because. It was all predetermined and hooked up with very specific phone towers, so those nine one one calls would always go to the right place. But with cell phones, that's just something that doesn't really happen. And and, you know, now we need to tackle the problem of all these misdirected nine one one calls, which can you know cost precious time during an emergency.
1: Okay, so pretty soon, AT and T is going to be sending out more detailed location information. What are the other companies doing? You mentioned other carriers and also some of the phone hardware companies.
0: T-Mobile is also rolling out this kind of location-based routing. The experts I spoke to uh, for this piece said that eventually this should sort of be how cell phone calls to 911 are routed. But at the same time, Apple and Google, uh, which are designing the operating systems in your phones, are sort of building new technology to share even more information with an emergency responder when an emergency is happening. So one big example of this is you can take your health app and pre-design it or preset it to send certain health information, like whether you're allergic to certain medications or a condition that you might have directly to an EMT or or through 911. So that information is is pre-sent. So that's one of the big updates that's happening. Uh, The federal government is also involved in this big transformation called Next Generation 911. And that's supposed to be about, you know, making sure you can text 911, send images and videos to 911, and you're not just limited to calling 911 an emergency. And that's something that's been slowly transitioning across the country.
1: Okay, well, I could see the location information being super helpful. That makes perfect sense. If I'm in a car accident, and I call 911, they'd want to know exactly where I am so they could get to me more quickly. But I don't know, giving up access to My medical information, my text images, I could see how that could be concerning to people.
0: There is just broadly some privacy concerns here with making it easier for this kind of information to be shared with 911. You could imagine a situation where maybe you would want an EMT to have your health information but you wouldn't necessarily want a cop to have that and that's it's not really clear how we would handle that kind of situation as sort of 911 gets more advanced. You know, at the same time, uh, there's concern that, you know, maybe this data could be hacked or, you know, once it's created, someone could try to get it. Or maybe that other federal agencies that aren't necessarily meant to be responding to emergencies could, you know, get the data that's created by these kind of advancements. 911 call centers are operated differently throughout the country, which makes this really complicated, but the person who's deciding who's getting dispatched when you make a 911 call is not you. It can be one of the people receiving the call or making that decision. That raises questions. We have, you know, a lot of real problems with over-policing and racist police violence in the United States, and 911, you know, plays a a significant sort of role in that. And the question of how this data might exacerbate a lot of these problems is, is something that's really, really important to think about.
1: And as these new programs roll out from the carriers specifically, is there any oversight on any of this?
0: It's a a really weird hodgepodge, like I said. So the FCC creates standards for how the service providers have to operate and what kind of information they need to be able to provide. But the actual operation Of these centers, for instance, whether or not a 911 center has next generation 911, which, like I said, is being able to accept texts and data data messages, that's something that's handled on the local level. Like there's no official center of 911 in in the U.S. that says the 911 centers all need to do this thing and this thing and this thing. It's really quite different throughout the country.
1: You also mentioned that some of this is already happening. Where do things stand right now with 911?
0: We have some places where you can text 911, some places where you cannot. If you have AT&T, you're supposed to be having your 911 calls routed with that location information uh, by the end of June. If T-Mobile, it's sort of a more gradual process. Verizon, I don't believe, has done anything similar to this you know, as that next generation 911 system is already being rolled out, Google and Apple are developing software that can sort of handle that. So once you, you know, for instance, create a procedure for your phone to be able to text 911 that allows Apple to design software that automatically uses that technology to send your health information. So it's all sort of a gradual process that's being done on top of the technology changes that the 911 call centers are making.
1: So it's in the works on the device level. Specifically, Google and Apple are working on the next generation of 911. But that stuff is going to come in software updates in the future.
0: It's a bunch of different companies are active. And this is there's the companies that are making the hardware that creates this data. There's the software they can send it. There's the companies providing the call service. And then there's the 911 centers receiving the call. So all of those different actors are kind of playing a a role in in modernizing uh, this system.
1: How robust do you see the pushback being here, especially from like the privacy advocates you mentioned earlier?
0: There was one expert I spoke to who said one of the arguments for just improving the 911 system in general is to make sure that the people responding to a situation are better informed and don't have such limited information, and that could save lives and be really important at the same time. There aren't great protections on location data in general, and this sort of raises the same kind of concern that privacy experts have already had, which is Are we making it easier for governments to get this kind of information? You know, one of the scenarios that kept coming up in my calls is, you know, on the one hand, like maybe you would want someone to know that you'd like recently had an abortion if you were an EMT. But right now, that might not be such good information to automatically share with an EMT on your phone if it could also go to a cop, right? Those are the kind of trade offs that some of the privacy experts I spoke to are thinking about.
1: Well, like a lot of things with the future of technology, it sounds kind of equal parts promising and daunting. Rebecca, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Today's episode was produced and engineered by John Ahrens. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.